We are going to continue having one service as we uh, move toward uh, the head of the year coming up at the end of September. And then we'll just let the Lord lead, if, lead us if that's okay. I know it's a bit inconvenient maybe with parking or getting in here, but we just really believe that God's speaking right now. And uh, we want to stay in one mind and one accord if that's okay with everybody. And so we'll try to make it as convenient as possible. Starting next week, we move toward a very significant time in uh, the biblical year, which is the 40 days that we start blowing the shofar, moving into the head of the year. These are, this is the 40 days Moses, in the, in the Bible, this is the 40 days Moses was on the mountain, and it's the 40 days that Jesus defeated Satan in the wilderness. So we're saying starting next week, for that 40 days, you're going to get a revelation from God that's going to defeat the enemy in your life, and you're going to move forward into your destiny and purpose. So touch your neighbor, say, get ready for a blessed 40 days. Tell them, get ready for a blessed 40 days. So we're going to bring your shofars with you. If you want to bring them to church, we're going to be blowing them every day in our, around our neighborhoods, and we're just going to be releasing the sound. It's the time to wake up and hear God and hear what God's saying. We'll be starting that next Sunday, and then we'll move in 40 days and wind up at the head of the year. Then we're going to have a massive tabernacle gathering. It's going to be a very, very exciting time here at Word Alive over these next 40 days. We're calling it 40 Days to Prosper. 40 days. Anybody here want to prosper? And I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about your whole life. Just, just, just live and prosper. And so touch about four people and just say, I'm going to really go ahead and release some prosperity your way today. Just get it. Let's go ahead and get it moving, huh? Are, are you guys looking for seats there in the back? Let, help them folks get some seats there. There you go. Squeeze. There's four right here on the front row. Bring them right to the front row right here. Just come on down here. I'm sorry? Who got saved? You got saved Friday night at, in Silicon, at the... Praise God. That's awesome. Give me a hug. Wow, what a... Come again? So let me get this straight. What's your name, by the way? Cynthia, and so you, I'm assuming you were at a house of light, right, in Silicaga? And uh, we'll tell the story. Get the mic. We're, I'm excited now. Les Thompson. Somebody get him a mic. Come here, Les. Les was hosted on a light group Friday night, so let him tell the story. Y'all had a fish fry. Man, we had a fish fry. And you didn't come. I didn't. <laughs> Call me right out on it. We had, a, we had a great time Friday night, and God was present. And I'm going to tell you what, it was absolutely awesome. This young lady, whom I've known for a long time, and her fiancé, William, and their daughters, I'm telling you the truth, we had a glorious time. She met the presence of God unlike anything I've seen in a long time. It was it was awesome, wasn't it? 
So God bless you, and I'm glad you're here tonight. And so you got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit Absolutely. in the house of light. Well, that is an amazing thing, and I'm glad you guys are in church with us today. Amen. Let's praise the Lord a minute for that, huh? These houses... <laughs> These houses of light are very, very powerful places in the Lord. You know, God showed Bev a vision when we first started, started this journey. There'd be portals where these houses would be literally portals of heaven, angels ascending and descending in homes, seeing these supernatural things. And so we sure are glad, and we know God's got a purpose and a plan for your lives. And so do you live in that area, Silicaga? Well, we're sure glad you're in church with us today. Praise God. What I'm going to do now. I just got a few minutes I want to talk to you. We're about to head into this next 40 days, but uh, we're still in this month that it's important to enter in. We've been talking about this, right? We started out talking about this is the month where Israel didn't enter in because of their unbelief. Last week, we talked about the shield of faith, that when we pray in the Spirit, and we, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, that God is lifting a shield of faith around us. And I don't know about you, but this week, I felt more energy and more powerful as I prayed in the Spirit than ever before, just knowing God is doing something as we pray in the Spirit. And so I think that's very, very important. Uh, just wanted to touch one, on one more thing about this. Uh, this week, I just had a, a new awareness or awakening about the Holy Spirit. And uh, I, I, I want to kind of set us up really quick. The, it, it came in an interesting way to me. Uh, it started, I was reading the scriptures, and in Mark 9, 23, Jesus said, If you can believe, all things are possible. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately, the father of child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. What a powerful prayer. Lord, I do believe, but help my unbelief. It's not our faith that's the problem. It's our unbelief. And so the, the Bible says we can ask the Lord to help us with our unbelief. Now, when I begin to look at this, I got inspired because every time I saw shield, I saw help. Every time I saw shield in the Bible, I saw help. Look at Psalm 115. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord, for he is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Not only is God a shield about us, but he is our help. And John 16 says, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he said, nevertheless, I'll tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper, somebody say helper. The helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And I think uh, we have, because of our wrong teachings, have not truly understand the power of the help of the Holy Spirit. And his willingness to help us and his ability to help us in this life. I think so many of us struggle and strive in our spiritual lives because we don't understand that we've been truly sent a helper from above who is the spirit of the living God. And let me go ahead and tell you, it says he's like a cloud. He's not a cloud. He's like the wind. He's not wind. He's like oil, but he's not oil. He's like dove, but he's not a dove. He is the third person of the Trinity. He is a powerful individual. 
individual that God has sent the spirit of Jesus himself to be in you, with you, and upon you in this life to empower you to do God's will. Touch three people say, I got me a helper. Tell them, I got me a helper. So I begin to look at this, the Holy Spirit as a helper. And I hope in just this few seconds, minutes we have together that we can encourage you with this word. I saw three Greek words that are really hard to say, but they're very powerful if you understand their meaning. And I'll try to illustrate it to you. The first word is called baathos, baathos, which comes from bo, cry for help, theo, to run, this is Hebrews 13, 7, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do unto me. That word helper is baothos, which means one who is poised, ready to run when he hears your cry for help. Let, uh, let me, where's, I thought about this, uh, where's Patrick Towns? Patrick, you're my runner, right? He's that marathon man. Stand up, Patrick. So, Patrick, come up here on the, on the platform with me real quick, will you? We'll call him Bayathos today. Get up here, Patrick. Oh, you got your sprinting machine on? Are you good shoes? Or, no, you get go. So I got to think about, see, I think sometimes we think when the Lord's going to help us, it's like we got to beg him, plead, he may show up. Or, but the, my Bible says, get over here, Patrick, get poised. Like. This is what the Bible says this kind of helper is. He's poised. This is what that Greek word means. It means the, don't mean the Holy Spirit's like, well, I'm kind of tied up today. You know, I got so many other things going on. It says the Holy Spirit is ready, poised, just waiting for any cry, waiting for any cry to, bam, he's there. And so here's the Holy Spirit. It's not like, oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy. You know, uh, as soon as he hears your cry, he's loosed your way. And so here I am. You ready? So all of a sudden I get in a tight and I'm like, oh, Lord, help. And boom, there he is to get me. It's that kind of help. It's that kind of ready, poised. Just the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro, just looking for somebody whose heart's right so he can show himself strong on their behalf. Touch three people, say he's ready to help you. That's the Holy Spirit I'm talking about. Not something you're trying to beg. See, we've been told he's a dove and he's fragile. It's nonsense. He's like a dove. He ain't fragile. Strong, powerful, mighty. He's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And he is bathos, ready to help you. Let me give you another one. Well, let me just give you an example. I saw it this week. Bev and I were headed uh, to a dinner engagement. She's dressed, makeup, hair dirty, fully clothed. Sitting by the uh, pool with my grandson to help him navigate something before we left, got in the car. They took his swimmies, and he's accustomed to those, so as he's in, he pops right up. I am just happened to be walking out, getting ready to get in the car. All of a sudden, before they know it, they've took them off and they're about to change his clothes. He's in the pool without his floaties. It wasn't three seconds. Bev's 
boom, head first, makeup, hair, fully clothed, fully shoes, everything. Soup. I mean, before he could get, ah, shoot, soup, soup. And I'm like, that's just like the Holy Ghost. When you get in water that's too deep for you, he is right there on the spot to get you up and get you out. Touch three people say the Holy Ghost is about to pick you up and get you out. How foolish would it be for him to be struggling and be like, well, I'm not sure. I mean, I've got to go. And my Bible says if your love for your children, if you think that's awesome, it's evil in compared to God's love for us through the Holy Ghost. Let me go quickly. This is the biggest, biggest Greek word I've seen. Sunantilambanomei. If you don't speak in tongues yet, just write that down and say it over and over and over again. Sunantilambanomei. I know I'm butchering it, but that's the way it's pronounced. Literally means to take hold together against. To take hold together against. This is found in Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. That's that word right there, help. Sunanti lambon omahi. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Let me see if I can illustrate this. Come here and help me. Get up here, and you're going to be my weakness. need you to stand strong against me, all right? So here's what that word means. Hey, Justin, come here. I see him at the gym. I wish he was in better shape like me, but. (laughs) I'm helping him. (laughs) Just, Just stand right here for me. So here's my weakness. It could be a circumstance. It could be a stronghold of fear. It could be an addiction. It could, it, it could be an emotion. It could be a, a, a stronghold in my mind that's trying to keep me back. It could be a bondage. It, it could be a, a, a something, a mountain that I'm standing. Whatever this represents in your life, how many of you know sometimes, let me just face me, sometimes when you try to, You're weak. Anybody ever find yourself weak? Now here, three of you, everybody else is lying. We're going to get you next week. Here's the good news. Everybody in here has got a weakness. Yours isn't mine, mine isn't yours, but we all got one. And sooner or later, it's going to manifest. And most of the time, it says he will help us. See, here's what's interesting. A lot of you just want God to take it away. He He says he's a helper. He didn't say he would do it for you. He'll do it with you. Are you hearing me? So all of a sudden, here's my, here's my whatever I got going on. Mine was fear. So for the first two years I knew the Lord, I just battled fear until I realized I had a helper. 
Oh, if you can get a hold of this, it says, let me, Sunamatara, Sunan Temlamban Omai, to take hold together against. Now, if I'm trying to overcome him, but all of a sudden I say, wait a minute, Holy Ghost. Now, are you with me? You see what I'm saying? Our problem is we keep trying to do it all alone when all of all the time you got somebody right beside you who is mighty, who is strong, who is powerful, who is wise, who knows all things, and he will help you in your weaknesses. Thank you. Thank my partners here, will you? So you got, part of his definition is he's poised. Other definition, he will lay hold with you against. God, I love that. It's like trying to move a piece of furniture. But all of a sudden, somebody gets the other end. That's the Holy Spirit. But most of us are afraid to ask him because you think you're sin. And you never get free because you never let him get in your sin. He's the only one that can help you get out of it because he will take hold with you against it. Come on, somebody. He's called the Spirit of Grace. Sin doesn't grieve the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. Sin does not grieve the Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of Grace. Where sin abounds, Grace does much more abound. Don't be afraid to ask the Holy Spirit to get involved in your weakness. I've said it before, it's worth saying it again. I've met a, met a young man in Ireland who had never been to church but met Jesus and was dealing with pornography. He didn't even think pornography was bad until he met Jesus. Then a conviction came on him that said it's not what he was supposed to do, it wasn't, it wasn't valuable wasn't healthy, but he couldn't quit. So he told me the story out of his own mouth. He said, I'm sitting there struggling, watching pornography, knowing I shouldn't, but I couldn't quit. He said, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God showed up in the room. And he said, what are you doing here? He said, I came to help you. Come on, somebody. He said, what should I do? He said, look at it again. Some of you saying, I can't believe the Holy Spirit said that. <laughs> yeah, he said, I want you to look at it again. He said, that time when I looked at it, there was no desire in me at all to even look at it anymore. The Holy Spirit laid hold with me again. Come on, somebody, and moved me away from that. He'll help you with your weakness. Let me give you one more. Parakletos. Did I say that right, Dan's that close? Dan's like, no, you didn't. One who comes alongside when we call. Technical, meaning is an attorney or an advocate. Come on, one, who's in, who, one who appears in court to claim the rights of another. Oh, come on, somebody. What does that mean? How many of you realize 
Your, your and I's biggest struggle is against the accuser. He's always trying to accuse you or accuse us. According to Revelations 12, 10, 11, it says the, the accuser, the devil, has been cast out of heaven. But it says we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Nan, help me. You look like an attorney today with your dress on and everything. We got to give some women some kudos here too. We can't just have Holy Spirit men. So let's say Nan is the advocate. In other words, she knows. She knows the law. She knows what righteousness is all about. She knows what the blood is. She knows what the gifts of God. She, know, she knows the courtroom of heaven. She know, she, it says she is the Holy Spirit. She knows the mind of God. She knows the will of God. She knows the end from the beginning. She knows the purposes of God. And here I am struggling in the courtroom with the accuser because he's saying, if you really are a son of God, why do you keep struggling like that? And all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden, the comforter comes. The advocate says, you just be quiet. Let me take care of this for you and she steps in and she says hold on he is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus there is no condemnation for him in Christ Jesus because what God what you couldn't do Jesus did been destroyed sin in the and she begins on my behalf to enter my God to intercede for me in the courtroom of heaven on my behalf She helps me claim my rights and my privileges. Are you tracking with me? So she steps into the court. It says it's an advocate, one who comes alongside. Because how many of you know the enemy, he'll beat your brains out. He'll bring every time. And what's, what's interesting, most of his accusations are true. It's not like they're not true. You did it. You're guilty, but you don't understand all the law. You don't understand all the grace. My God, you don't understand the realm of grace and the realm of mercy that the Holy Spirit understands. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit is able to step in with you, lay hold of you, and begin to take the word of God and put it in your heart and let it come through your mouth. And the next thing you know, you're saying stuff you didn't even know you knew. Second Corinthians 9 says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, your mind can't even comprehend the good things God has for you, but they are revealed to you by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches the deep things of God and the will of God, and the Holy Spirit will take what belongs to Jesus and will make it your, come on somebody. The Holy Spirit will get you healed when you're sick. The Holy Spirit will get you free when you're bound. The Holy Spirit will make you wise when you're stupid. The Holy Spirit will get you out of your sin, get you out of your bondage, and get you out of your darkness. Somebody ought to get on your feet and welcome the Holy Spirit in this house. Woo! Somebody shout, Holy Ghost! Stand up with me a minute.
He's one poised to help. He's one that glazes hold and stands against with you. He's the advocate, the paraclete, your attorney in the courtroom of heaven. He quietens the accuser when he comes against you. Stops the mouth of the enemy. God, and God gave him to you as a gift. And how, how many times have we struggled because we just didn't ask for him? When I got saved and got called into ministry with Benny Hinn, he made the Holy Spirit real to me. He knew the Holy Spirit personally. That's what attracted me to him. It was, he wasn't a cloud to him. He was a friend. He told me one night, he said, can I never forget, he said in Toronto, Canada, I was four, 15 years old. I was walking home from work, and he said, in Toronto, it gets cold. He said, I left my earmuffs off, and he said, literally there, it's painfully cold. Not like just I'm cold, like, you know, it burned burn you, basically. He said, I'm telling you, I'm, I was so intense, the cold in my ears. He said, I said, Holy Spirit, would you help me get home? My ears are about to freeze off my head. He said, Kent, I felt two hands come upon my ears. And he said, my ears got hot like fire with warmth all the way home to my house as I walked. He got home in his bedroom and he woke up and all he needed to do is say, good morning, Holy Spirit. And when he did, the Holy Spirit filled his room. The Holy Spirit is there for us every morning, every night, every waking day. He knows when you get up. He knows when you sit down. And he's just waiting on you to get acquainted with him. So I don't know about you, but I've, I've walked with the Holy Spirit for 30 years. But you know, he's something about him is the more you know him, the more you want to know him. I can't tell you the times I've took the Bible and said, I don't understand. Holy Spirit, would you please teach me? Because the Bible says you will teach me. And all of a sudden, the revelation, oh my God, I never saw that before. Can't tell you the times that I didn't know what to do or where to go, what to say. And all of a sudden, the comfort of the Holy Spirit would just move into my life. And so I've been asking, I've been praying this prayer. Holy Spirit, I want to be more acquainted with you. And I got that from Moses and Paul. Moses has led millions of people out of bondage, led them to the promised land, and we find him at the end of it saying, if I have found grace in your sight, Lord, I want to know you. Like he didn't know him, but it says he taught face to face, but he wanted more of that. Paul got to the end of his journey, all the great things he did, what did he say? Lord, that I may know you, know you more. The Holy Spirit wants to be very acquainted with us in this season and in our church. And let's just go ahead and be honest. Most church can have church without Holy Spirit. Know how to sing, know how to worship, know how to preach, know how to do programs. Fortunately for you or unfortunately for you, we don't know how to do everything around here. So we are dependent upon the Holy Spirit and we want to make sure he stays welcome in this place and in our lives. So I'm praying, and, and we're about to shut her down. 
I'm praying. I said, uh, Holy Spirit, I want to be your friend. And just like this, he said to me, then you can't be a friend of the world. Then you can't be a friend of the world. I was like, I know that's in here somewhere. <laughs> right? That's the way he does it. He always uses this, you know. And I looked through there. I said, I know I've seen that somewhere before. I, I know that's right. And I flipped over here and I found James 4. And it says, do you not know, well, verse 4, adulterers and adulteresses. That's pretty strong language, isn't it? Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever there wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, for he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And I knew what he was saying. He's not saying to be a friend of the world. He's not necessarily talking about sin. Right? To be a friend of the world is when you try to do everything in the world's way. In your own strength. In your own wisdom. Climb upon other people to get to the top. Manipulate others around you to try to get your way. Try to, try to, try to, try to do the skirt to sit. Hoard money and be a taker, not a giver. Because the Bible says he's a generous spirit. Try to find the loophole in tithing. <laughs> Come on now. Right? I mean, just try to. That's why Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your. The world's way is when somebody hates you, hate them back. To be a friend of the spirit, when they hate you, you love them. And so the Holy Spirit, I believe, is just looking for us to humble ourselves because it says those who are the sons of God, they are led by the Spirit of God. What's going to happen when all of us start allowing the Holy Spirit to help us? He'll help you. He'll help you. I mean, he'll really help you. He's smart, and he'll make you look smarter than you are. I'm telling you, he will. He'll help you. And, and I, 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 had, I had it happen this week. I had a situation this week, and, and I went about to deal with it, and I dealt with it in my way. Drove off, and the Holy Spirit, he said, I need you to go back and handle it this way. I said, but I've already handled it. He said, yeah, you messed it up. Now go back and handle it this way, which was totally opposite of the way I handled it. When I handled it, I left a wake of pain and destruction. When I went back with him, I left a wake of health and healing and joy and peace. In the same situation. That's the wisdom of the world versus the wisdom of God. Can we just invite him in our lives afresh today? 
Can we just open our hearts and minds to him today and just invite him afresh to come into our lives and just begin to open our hearts to him again. Maybe you've just quit communicating with him. Maybe you didn't even know he existed. Maybe you didn't even know there was such a Holy Spirit. My Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and he will be found. Knock and the door will be opened. When David prayed a prayer of repentance, he said, Lord God, wash me clean from my sin. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. We need you, Holy Spirit. You are the Holy Spirit. You've been sent to us by Jesus to help us. And we desperately need your help. So Holy Spirit, today we just open our hearts and our minds to you afresh just to ask you, Holy Spirit, to help us become more acquainted with you once again. Holy Spirit, in the morning when we get up to pray, quicken us so we can call upon God. Before you pray in the morning, instead of just trying to pray in your strength, just say, Holy Spirit, would you quicken me so that I could pray? Next time when you read the Bible, would you just say, Holy Spirit, would you teach me today when I open the Word? In the morning before you get up, would you just say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Lead me and guide me today because as many are led by the Spirit of God, we are sons and daughters of God. When you go to work, ask the Holy Spirit to get in a car with you and drive with you and be your companion and give you wisdom and help you navigate your day. This is God's will for us as the church. He is our shield and our help. So Holy Spirit, we just open our hearts and minds to you in a fresh way today to begin to invite you into every avenue of our life. Get involved in our marriages. Help us raise our children. Help us in our careers. Help us in this church. Help us in our ministries. Lord, we need your help. And we thank you that you are poised, ready. We thank you that you will stand with us together against and that you will hold us together in the, as, the, uh, as our advocate so that we can lay hold and claim our rights in this season in Jesus' name.